This is the Deep Exile Podcast. It's February 2013. My name is Jonathan Miller, and this is the Deep Exile Podcast. You might be wondering, who is Jonathan Miller? Well, I'm here from the UK, and I'm your guest host today. But don't worry, your favourite musicians are here with me. We have, over on my left, John Jenkins. Hello. And on my right, David Helpling. Hello, hello. Hello, guys. How's it going? It's going very well. Thank you for having me here. So, Jonathan, what do you think of Deep Exile now that you're here? Beautiful. For those of you who have not been here, which is probably... 99.99999% of you out there. What can I say? It's beautiful, subtle lighting, half blue, half red, and it's musical here. How's your drink? The drink is fantastic. We call this uh, real ale back home in the UK. Real ale. Real ale. Yeah, it's craft beer here in the USA. So is real ale uh, the common thing for you guys to drink? Yeah, it's very, very popular with those who like ale rather than the, I guess you guys would call it the fizzy light beers. You know, we call it lager. So, yeah, real ale, there's a real upsurgence of it uh, over in the UK. Just, you know, the same as there is here. Mm -hmm. I like real ale, then. Me too. Yeah. So, I'm here in the States for NAM. And for those of you who are not sure what NAM is, it's the North American Music Merchants Show, guys. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So, this is where everyone in the world comes to show their musical instruments and uh, various accessories and recording equipment. So that's what I do. I kind of write about that stuff. And uh, I'm here helping a French company this year and my buddies David and John, just down the road by US standards. We've been friends for years. Absolutely. But we've only met in the flesh a couple of times. Jay just been over to the UK. Uh, David hasn't. And, uh, and I've met them in the States a couple of times now. They invited me to come down and hang with them and uh, exclusively listen to their new record which does not have a title yet. But I'll get it out of them before the end of the show, don't worry. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. That would be good if you could do that. Yeah, that's one thing off our list. (laughs) It's really cool just to be hanging out with you, but the fact that you're commandeering the podcast is really exciting. Commandeering. It's a good thing because it's been over a year since our last podcast. Yes. What have you been doing in the last 13 months? The listeners know that you're recording a new album. But give us an update. The last year has been exciting. Everything started to come together. Most of the tracks are finished. We've thrown out the tracks that we're not going to use, and we've sort of zeroing in on what we're doing. And it's taken some time because during the year we've had some scheduling issues. So, you know, it's been a month on here and two months off there, and it hasn't been constant working on the album the whole time. You know, when you make an album, there are phases. The beginning of it is just starting to come up with ideas, everything's very loose, and you spend a lot of time experimenting, and then you get to the point where we say, okay, now let's really work on these tracks and bring them to their fruition. And I think the last 13 months was that big condensed piece of time where all the real work happens. So we've just been busy working on the record. We sit down and it's like, you know, wow, we should really do a podcast. We just got a message, we just got an email. And it's like, well, we only have two days. Do you want to do a podcast or finish this song? So I think that's where we've been. So where are you at now? The record is taking shape. It's the final installment of the trilogy. 
Talk us through the idea of a trilogy, the concept. Three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trill of the trilogy, yes. How about the logi? I don't even know why. I guess we're just so awash in the whole concept of trilogies, you know, yeah. with, especially with movies. Yeah. There's something magical about three of something, right? Three of anything is extremely cool. Four is a crowd. Three is interesting and magical. Three is a magic number. Indeed. But when we set out to do this, when Treasure happened, we did never speak of a second record, let alone a third, or only having three. Actually, while we were working on The Crossing, we realized that it was going so well and we had so much material that we could easily do three records. And that's really how the idea of the trilogy came to be. Because we knew we could do it, no problem. And we had enough good material already that we knew that was going to happen. And when we sat down to do this third record, the new stuff just poured out. That first six months was just like, boom, boom, boom. All this music was happening. And then we ended up being faced with the same conundrum that we did at this point in The Crossing, where we have clearly too much material for a single audio CD release. There was a lot of heartbreak during The Crossing. We had to get rid of some tracks that we did not want to let go of. Tears were shed. <laughs> Blood was shed. Yes. So are some of those coming into the third record? Yes, absolutely. Roughly, what would you say? Half and half? That's about right. Mm -hmm. Half and half. Yeah. It might be even 60-40 uh, on the side of the new stuff. Cool. When we looked at our final pool of ideas, musical ideas, the new ideas sort of tipped the scale a little bit. And we had to decide what's going to get cut again. You know, sadly, it's the same thing we went through with The Crossing. We have to take songs out of the pool because it's just too much for a single release. I can hear there is a DH and JJ sound throughout the first record, the second, and it's come to this record as well. I mean, David, I mean, you are renowned for your looping guitar techniques. Let's call it liquid guitar. For those who aren't sure about what liquid guitar is, tell us a little bit more about it. Oh, it's a fantasy, really, that started when I was very young, just taking a guitar and trying to make it sound like something that wasn't guitar that evolved all the way to this moment. You know, it's just taking the guitar and um, adding that special thing that delay does and, and reverb and modulation and finding a special combination of treatments that takes it beyond what most people think guitar sounds like. It's evolved a bit over time, obviously, but it's still the same thing. And something that I can hear in all three records is uh, you guys have a pretty unique take on percussion. We're not talking simple loops here. We're talking really well thought out, extremely dynamic percussion. And I hear that, JJ, on some of your earlier records too. I can hear that deep, big, booming drum sound and it's peppered throughout the dynamics of your music together, guys. So I guess that's one of the things that you've brought into this project, if we want to call it together. Like, that's one of your kind of signature things. Tell us a little bit about the, the percussion side of things. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the big, dramatic percussion punctuating the music in spots. It adds so much to the music. And as far as the loop thing goes... I'm not a fan of the percussion loops that just do the same thing over and over and over again and never, ever change. I mean, that's cool when you're writing a track, but when it comes to keeping things interesting and letting the track evolve and become something more, 
it really has to change and continually grow. And even if you're just changing a few things, to me, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And even in listening to other tracks, you can hear when something is constructed and, and built drum-wise and percussion-wise versus something that is simply repeating from the beginning of the track to the end. For most of our tracks, our drums and percussion are individual sounds. We have one whole performance that's just the thunder. We have another performance that is the big snare or the big crash and those sounds. And there's another performance that's in the middle. And sometimes that's a live instrument because we both play uh, Eastern hand percussion and um, Indian bells and rattles and stuff like that. Sometimes it's sampled sounds that we're pounding out on the keyboard or hitting with sticks on a controller. But we play the parts, we construct the parts for the track because the kind of music we're doing, like you said, is dynamic and you know slightly cinematic and it's um very organic yes i mean we're talking a field of music uh, that's a lot more than just straight electronic here we're talking a lot of organic sound here and i can hear the music breathe what's the key to doing that what's the magic thing that sort of allows the music it gives it a real human element a real breathe, living, breathing sound. Yes, there's electronic sounds that you guys are using, but of course, there's a lot of acoustic percussion we're talking about, David's guitar. What is the key to that living, breathing, organic sound? I think it comes down to dynamics. Sure. When you play something, you know, not some loop, you sit down and you play a part, you're playing it with your hands, and even if it's a sampled sound that we are playing, we play it with dynamics. We don't just hit everything super hard, you know, and I think the dynamics come through and and together all the layers helps it breathe because we're not just hitting you over the head all the time. Of course, on this record, you're being hit over the head uh, more than the previous two. Yes. But it still breathes, as you said. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we let you take a breath between hits. A real quick one. It, it gets big. You guys are really, let's use an American term, kicking some ass. Does that stem from your own musical interests and you wanted to kind of bring a bit more rock sound into the DHJJ sound, or is it just kind of naturally there? Is it is it part of this third trilogy concept, if there's even one there? Is it... What is it? Where's it coming from? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's just what we're doing right now. You know, we're we're rocking pretty hard right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the ass kickery is certainly there, but I don't think that John or myself has gone out of our way to put it there. I don't know if it's because it's the third record or some of these ideas and melodies and rhythms are asking for so much power and impact or there's some mystical third party that's making us kick ass that I'm not aware of but <laughs> the kick ass fairy yeah <laughs> yeah she's come and sprinkled some magic on us and... yeah but no there's ass kickery but I don't think it's conscious in my opinion so Returning to this idea of a trilogy, I mean, you're both big film fans, big movie fans. Hey, they ended up being, what, five, six Star Wars movies in the end when there was only meant to be three? So, I mean, could you maybe foresee a day where you guys come back together again further down the line? Well, if Disney wants to buy us out and <laughs> opt in for some more, sure. To go back to this whole trilogy thing, there's one thing to say we're doing a third album. That means it's a trilogy. But in my mind, at least the trilogy has a sense of finality to it. Like, we're only doing three. Because if you call it a trilogy, 
and then you do a fourth record, does it turn into a quadrilogy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I think that at least the way I feel about it is that all of this music, starting with Treasure and through this third record that we're working on now, is all from the same world and it all sort of lives in the same place and comes from the same place and you know it all belongs together and you know should there be a fourth record i don't know if that would be the case because i think we would start fresh it's it's cool that you say that because i um, hearing you say that now you know i feel exactly the same way i always thought to myself if we do an album after this it will be another beginning yeah be- because treasure really was the big bang um treasure started a whole unstoppable um chain reaction of ideas back and forth between John and I. The first record was just learning how to work together as artists. And then the crossing was like, okay, let's go hand in hand and kick some ass and make a great second record. And everything is still trickling down and, and happening from that original um, grand collision, if you will. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's the end of that big bang and it's the end of this trilogy and this record is the end of the thing that started back in 2001. And for those listeners that listen as deeply as you do, Jonathan, there are musical relations to treasure in this last album. Are you guys thinking of doing a respective solo records again once the trilogy is complete? Yeah, I think that's something we'd both like to do and are interested in. But as far as working together in the future, I'm sure we will. I'm sure you will. So we've been talking about this third record together, guys. You know it very well. I've just heard it in an early incarnation, but admittedly end-to-end and very impressive. What about the listeners? Are they going to get a, a little taster of what's to come? I know there's, <laughs> there's some little things being served up in past podcasts. I won't say any more than that. Are we going to listen to anything today? When you earlier said 13 months, that was like a giant reality check. It's not a year. It's 13 months. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, we couldn't have people go that long without a big fat taste of the new record as it sits. So, yeah, we might end with something like that. Maybe we should let Jonathan choose. Is there Ooh. something that you heard? You just heard the whole album. Let's play the first track, guys. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I, I, you know, I have a thing for the first track, so okay. indulge me. We'll give him a taste of that one because it's not quite finished H- How yet. about a, a, uh, a big snippet, maybe? Yeah, sure. Great. So yeah, here it is, a snippet of what may be track one. But guys, before we sign off, what? I have something in my pocket here. A little white device. And you brought your iPod. Did you iPod? bring your iPod? I brought my iPod. Why oh. don't... Does a UK iPod work in California? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> you know what? I got one of those too, except mine's black. And do you have something in your pocket? I do. I brought mine. Yep, I've got it. But this is three iPods. It's never happened before. It's a trilogy. <laughs> it's a trilogy. It is. It is it's a, a trilogy. trilogy. Why not have three iPods? Three iPods. So uh, how many tracks from each device? We usually do five, right? We can do five. So the other question is, whose iPod goes first? Wow. I think maybe we should let Jonathan go last and uh, kick our asses. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one of us has to go first. That's rock, paper, scissors for it. Ready? Okay. Mm. Oh, I lose. I just cut John's paper. All right. All right. Let me uh, plug this in. Hold on. I got... This is David's. Yes. Okay. So let's go uh, David's iPod track one. That's really loud. 
Just turn it down a little bit. I don't know who it is. Think of a painting, David. Think of a painting. A painting? Mm. One of the most famous paintings in the history of the universe. Like the Mona Lisa? Yeah. Mona Lisa Overdrive. Oh. Who's the artist? Juno Reactor. Juno Reactor. And Don Davis. Yeah, this is the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack. Well done, man. You pulled yourself back from the brink. Why did I buy this soundtrack? It's from a trilogy. <laughs> That's right. But wow. it could have been one movie. <laughs> Don Davis is brilliant. But um, I don't know if that's going to give me any points here. He identified the soundtrack. I think we'll give him that. Okay, that's my first track. Nice. Let's just relax into it. Here a bit. I love this band. This band is two people, and I believe they're both French. Um, and this was a really good record. I believe you're right. This is like the fifth in their series of international ethnic records. Mm-hmm. The band being Deep Forest. Sure thing. This is from the album Music Detected. This man's good. This album was indulging itself in the music of India, where the first album was African Pygmies. The second one was... Um, South America. The third one was Slavic countries. This one is all about India. Deep forest. Maybe some grooves coming? It'll start grooving in a second. You can tell they're from Europe, yeah? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of trance going on there. Yeah. This is a great album. Really great album. Oh, wait, here's your groove. Okay, let's go for number three. Oh! <gasps> Slightly epic. It's not Lord of the Rings. This is a very famous yeah, piece this of is music. A classical piece. Yes. Why yeah. do I have it? What soundtrack was this in? The General's Daughter. Oh, God, I love this movie. It's actually, it's dark, but it's a brilliant movie. And uh, ambient guitarist David Torn mm -hmm. added guitar to several tracks on this score. See, here's the thing I have. You buy a soundtrack by a composer and sometimes you get the other songs that were in the movie that were licensed sure. for the movie. Often I will go in and delete the tracks that aren't the composer's work because, in my opinion, I was buying his score. So anyway, Yeah, here but you, you go. can't delete this one. No. Here's a bit of useless UK trivia for you guys. This was used, I believe, in an Old Spice advert. Old Spice. Did Old Spice ever make oh, it over here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful smelling stuff. Was this... That was number three. That was three, okay. That was three. So, how's he doing, Jage? Have I we any idea? I give myself a C plus. It's hard to say, I mean, until we all go. I mean, he, he could be the most awesome of all of us I right mean, is he, is he back in summer school? You guys have summer school, right? <laughs> yeah. He's doing a repeat year? Yeah, you get held back. Too much film music. <laughs> okay, number four, coming up. Oh. Ah. Ah. This is 40 <laughs> by the band U2. This is the last song on the live album Under a Blood Red Sky that was performed in 1983 in Red Rocks, Colorado. And this is the last track on the record, which classically ends with the audience singing the song two minutes after they leave the stage. So Two minutes? But, but how long have you been singing this song, David? That's the question. Well, let's see. 83? It's 2013? I think it's a long time. 30 years, man. 30 years. Uh... 
Sad to say. I still love this track, though. Just in case there's anyone out there in Deep Exile world who doesn't know this yet, David is a big fan of U2. It's what started it all, yeah. So I'm sort of stuck with it. Okay. So there we are. All right, let's go for the fifth and final for David. Is it real? Is it right? What wow. Sometimes it happens, you know? Speaking of deep forest. <laughs> yes. But we have this vocoded synth vocal line in our Euro acidy bass line. Yeah. It's coming. Just give them like five seconds. Yeah, they're not messing around. Now it sounds like Deep Forest. It does. Well, there we are. That's David's five. All right. You had two film scores, two Deep Forest, and a U2. I'll take that as a B minus, maybe. You know, you guys give it to me. I'll give you a B, man. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you know what? It's what I would expect from your iPod. I guess it's cool then. Yeah. So the, yeah. Well, I think it's time to retire my iPod Let's and do it. get John's out of his pocket. Mine is over there on the countertop next to the uh, Slim Jims and Funyuns. Yeah. Slide that two liter of root beer aside. <laughs> okay. Jage, yes. are you ready? I'm ready. Number one. Really? Really? Beautiful. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Beautiful. So it's Human League. It right. is Human League. Yeah. Name that song. Oh, Keep Feeling Fascination by Human League, yeah. Beautiful. Sometimes you just gotta have some 80s. What do you mean sometimes? I would be proud of that as your number one. There's no better era. That might be the only Human League song on my iPod, but I love it. I'm glad that came up, guys, because, uh, you know, I saw the Human League live. You just did? before Christmas. Yeah. Last year. Last year, yeah, yeah. Sold out show in my hometown of Newcastle. Wow. Yeah. And they played this. How was it? We enjoyed it. It was a good party show. It was great. Awesome. It was great. Love me some 80s. Well, I don't know how it was in the UK, but here in America... When, what was the song? Don't You Want Me? Don't yeah. You Want Me. Changed everything. That huh? launched the old new wave movement. Yeah. 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 Well, there's an interesting story behind that. I mean, that's one of the first full pre-programmed pop songs. And the Lindrum, all those early instruments. So, uh, yeah, number one in the UK, number one in the US. Yeah. And they had another number one as well, Human. That was, was a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jam and Lewis guys who uh, who did all the Janet Jackson stuff. Jimmy Jam. Yeah. Jimmy Jam and yeah, Jerry, Terry Lewis. Terry Lewis. Terry Lewis. Not Jerry Lewis is someone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready, Jage? Yeah. Number two. Oh, yeah, man. Love this track. I love this whole album. Mm. Beautiful. From the Flat Earth. Indeed. This is Thomas Dolby. The man. Do you know the song? Oh, yeah. Uh, I scare myself. Indeed. Yeah. Sorry, I got lost in the music for a minute. This whole album is just, I, I love it, man. Wonderful. Mulu, Rainforest. Yeah. White City. And, yeah. Oh, so vibey. Screen Kiss. Man. 
Yeah, you got me hooked on that. Did I? I must have listened to that song like 40 times over and over after you hooked me up with it. Quite French sounding. I don't know if you guys get that vibe when listening to this, but this is, you know, has a sort of French vibe to it. When I hear his voice, I think he's a Brit, so. Uh, he is a Brit, though. <laughs> you know? So I'm glad you think he's a Brit. <laughs> so, so far, I'm all 80s. Yes. Uh, number three. I don't know. I don't know. Sure is beautiful. John Doan. John oh. Doan. Yeah. Oh, man. He plays harp guitar. Yes. This was a release on the Celtic offshoot of the Hearts of Space label called the Hearts O Space. So this is thinking back to the Emerald Isle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. Makes me want to go see The Hobbit again. Yeah, I like this. Haven't heard this in a long time. So that's what, three or, f that's three? That's number three. That's and, three? And, and for the benefit of the listeners out here, Jage has a staggering one, sorry, 10,003 songs on his iPod here. That's so. twice what I have. I have to keep it below 10,000 because I have this uh, in my car. I can voice activate my iPod. But if it's over 10,000 tracks, it doesn't do that. It just gives up. Yeah, it gives like, I, I'm sorry, I can't do voice commands. You have too many tracks. So I have to keep it below 10,000. Okay, very nice. Right, we're going on to number four. Oh, yeah. This should have been mine. <laughs> this is obviously Bjork, and it sounds like it's from Medulla. It is from Medulla. Wow, you just got some points there, man. Not my favorite Bjork album, but... There's a few cool tracks on here. This is one of them. Can I guess that uh, Vespertine is your favorite? Oh, yeah, Vespertine by It far. is my favorite as well. Can you name it, Jage? I can't. I can't because Medulla, once again, wasn't my favorite record. Okay, well, you just dropped from an A to an A minus. Uh -oh. <laughs> Wait, is it called Who Is It? It is. <laughs> because I said that, he goes back to an A. <laughs> this is a remix of Who Is It, I believe. No, but I don't think so. This is the album track? Yeah, why would you have a Bjork remix on your iPod? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. It's a really good song, actually. I, I wasn't a fan of the whole acapella approach to this album. It was a little, like, screaming in your face. Yeah. It was a little crazy. Is this your fifth and final? Can anyone remember where we're up to? This was his fourth, wasn't yeah, it? This was, was the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's keep going. All right, number five. Oh. David Gray. David Gray indeed. Sail away. We're having a bit of a Brit fest here, Jage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my wife turned me on to this. She she likes David Gray, and I thought this was a pretty good album. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this. You know, no. it's, it's a good song. I like the record. It is what it is. It's kind of a cool song. It's a good song, yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel awesome. By the way, he has the American spelling of Gray on his surname. We spell it with an E. Of course you do, which yeah. is much more interesting. Yeah. Just like color and flavor and theater. Well, the bar has been set. There's only one iPod left in this room. Am I kind of going to go under the bar or am I going to pole vault it? That's the question, isn't it? Stay tuned. Cool. Wow. That's not bad. I'll take that. That's really good. That was a good blend. I was waiting for some Floyd. 
because there's plenty on there. Just real quick, you know, Jenkins is a big Floyd guy. Not I only know. A, not only a fan, but he's greatly influenced by Floyd. We went and saw the giant, amazing concert. Roger Waters. It just blew me away. It was so great. And since then, I got the full immersion edition of The Wall, and I've been listening to it. So I was like, I thought for sure it was going to come up. <laughs> I don't know why. It could have. You know why it didn't come up? Because you have 10,000 tracks on your iPod. <laughs> well, there's a one in a thousand chance of it coming up, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's but right. But just not today. Let's hear your iPod, Mr. Wow. Miller. Let's do it. Now, this is a UK iPod, but somehow we can plug it into our audio equipment. <laughs> yeah, <and> we're, <laughs> we're international. It's it going to explode. Ah, oh, well, you know. Yeah. This is not difficult. So this is, uh, I believe, um, a Teutonic band, shall we call that? Indeed. This is Kraftwerk. Yes. Started it all. This is the title track of their 1981 album, Computer World. Yes. This is funky, though. This is amazing. Yeah. This is the origins of all electronic music. So the interesting thing about Computer World, there's no computers on it. That's because they didn't exist. They didn't exist. <laughs> this whole album was predicting that communication would become computerized, which is exactly where we are today. So in this track, you're going to hear some sort of vocodery type voices, but it's actually the speak and spell game. You guys remember that, right? Yeah, Mattel, yeah, yeah. Mattel toys? Sure. Yeah? We let this play and you'll hear it. There you go. This is something that we wouldn't get from our iPods. This is a treat. Okay, next up for Jonathan Miller. Mm. Wow, what a change from that track. Steve Roach? Yeah, actually, I think this is Steve and Eric Wallow together. Ah, okay, so. Either way, we're going deep. Is this the uh, Road Eternal album? It is. But I can't name the track. The track is First Twilight. Cool. I could stay here for a while and have some more real ale. Nice. Good, that's Are a good you, one. Are you gonna give me it? Give you it? Well, I can't name the track, but. What's the name of the song? Oh, you want the name of the song? That's no, what no, he's no, asking no, no, you. No, 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 he's asking if we're going to give him the points. Are you going to give me the points? I think you're missing the point. There's no game show. Cool. It's the quality of the track that comes up. Yeah, it's the universe deciding which five tracks that makes you the winner or the loser. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but yes, you get points for this, certainly. A plus. Okay, next, number three. There's tape hiss. <laughs> Let's talk dates. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is Shirley Roach as well. Yes, it is. But it's not wow. recent. I will no. tell you that. It is not. Is, um, is this slow heat? No, no. but no. you're close. Right era. If I give you the name of the track, you might name the album. Though your score is not reflected on your knowledge. Yeah. Okay, hit me hit me with the track name. Between the Gray and the Purple. Oh. He's had too much real ale. Too much real ale, yeah. 
I can picture the cover and I, I just, oh. It's the Magnificent Void. The Magnificent Void. It turns out we're getting schooled in the space music. Yeah. By Mr. Miller. Okay, next up, number four. Well, this is an SPM release. You're right. Yeah, and this is... Wow, you know that from the first moment. Yeah, this is... Oh, this is Deborah Martin. This is the collaborative release. There's three of them, isn't there? Yes. Uh, yeah. I love this album. I'm going to have to remember the name of it now. Was one of these people Mark Round? Yes. Mark and Round. Was Greg Clamps yeah. involved? Yes. Deborah yes. Martin? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I know what this is. Convergence. Convergence. They did some really cool live shows for this record. Yeah. It was really cool. I can't name the track. I apologize to my fellow SPM colleagues. That's unforgivable. This is called Taos. Taos. Well, that makes sense. With the drum. Yeah. The Taos drum. Yep. Yeah. Deborah Martin, if you're listening, we're totally digging it. Next. Hit me. Your fifth and final. I'm out there, but is this another SPM release? Or technically yes. Technically yes. It's actually a Lotus Spike release. Ah, ah. Clearly, you're a fan of the <laughs> labels. I am. Some big representation here. Is this the guy who did the Moonwater album? No. No. It's Jeff Granke. Jeff Granke. From Verga. A very nice album. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is. We could stay here for a bit and finish our ales. Yes. This is called Contrails. I've gone deep tonight. I feel like you're representing the ambient in all of us. I would say given the topic of the day, that we sort of got our ass handed to us by Mr. Deep over here. Yeah. Technically, we all had three very different iPod experiences. We did. That's we true. Did. But all relevant. All relevant to today's conversation. As soon as I heard Kraftwerk, I was like, yeah, we're going down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sail out with you as the winner of the iPod shootout. <laughs> Showdown, shuffle, whatever you want to call it. Well, thanks for uh, paying us a visit, Jonathan. That was really yeah. great having you here. It's been a pleasure and an honor, and I hope I can come back soon. You're always welcome here at Deep Exile. I think you have drawn some things out of us that wouldn't have uh, come out otherwise had you not been here. Great. Well, you know, I'm sure I can speak for the rest of uh, the Deep Exile listeners here and saying thank you for the music, guys. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear the new album in its finished form. Were we about to play a, a track from the new record? Yes. Mr. Miller has requested the first. Well, I, I have a confession to make. The very first time that I heard the opening track was in a car with David and, uh, and, and his engineer. Driving down the streets of uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, of Anaheim. And, um, and it was raining. Someone told me it's meant to be sunny here in California, but it was raining. It was nighttime. We had the city lights. And it was just... Reminded me of a kind of Michael Mann movie scene, if you know what I mean. Whoa, with, yeah, that man. was nice. Well, I guess that's the track you're all about to hear. So I'm David Helpling. I am John Jenkins. And I'm Jonathan Miller. And this has been Deep Exile Podcast number 17. <laughs>